If the computational hypothesis of brain function is correct, it suggests that an exact replica of your brain will hold your memories, will think and feel the way you do, and will experience your consciousness, irrespective of whether it is built of biological cells, tinker toys, or zeros and ones. If this proves correct, it is almost certain that we will soon have technologies that allow us to copy and download our brains and live forever in silica. We will not have to die anymore. Welcome to episode 19 of Sandwich Wingman. I'm Ryan Morrison. With me, Rob Hanna. Rob, how are you this fine afternoon? I am excellent. It is great to be able to see you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. We, uh, this almost feels like our in-person episode. That's right. Which, which was so much fun. And we were both looking out a window onto a great skyline of the city. Uh, I have a good view from where I'm at now. Uh, but now I get to see you too. So this is great. Uh, looking forward to episode 19. Which will start right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, we went back to this Edge series that we used last week. Uh, this That's right. This is a different book. Um, comes with its own motorcycle sound effects, and it's called "This Will Change Everything: um, Ideas That Will Shape the Future." And this is the the one that we plucked out here. It's called "Silicon Immortality: Downloading Consciousness into Computers." Um, we also had a common ingredient this week, which was berries, which was challenging, I think. But it was challenging. Let's let's go straight into it, Rob. Um, what did you do? I made a relatively simple sandwich this week, Ryan. I went with a uh, blackberry turkey and cream cheese sandwich on a toasted English muffin. Wow. I'm trying to picture that with my mind's tongue. Yes. So, yeah, and I can get into it more, but I'll kick it back to you. What did you make? Um, I guess it was kind of a salad with crab cake and pita. Oh, crab cakes. I had yeah. that recently, too. That's great. Yeah, not bad. Uh, worked out pretty well. Um, oh, I'm excited about that. All right. But you said it was a, it was a challenge, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Yeah, Yeah. Well, anything uh, score-wise? What was remarkable? So, um, this was incredibly easy to assemble. I just had to toast the English muffin and then some spread. Um, and you, you, you needed the spread here because otherwise berries would just fall out. So you need something to kind of stick them in. But that was kind of probably like the, the trick we had to... Uh, solve this week. Yeah, the, um, the berry fallout fallout. Oh, yeah. Fallout. <laughs> and uh, uh, so nutritionally, this had cream cheese. Not not great. So I'm going to give this a middle of the road 3 out of 5, but I think I'm being generous to myself. Um, uh, it tasted yeah. like a turkey and cheese sandwich. So, like, the cream cheese was just cheese, right? So it actually wasn't absurd that way, mm-hmm. and the 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 blackberries added a nice sweetness just just enough i got a lot of cream cheese but i didn't actually spread that much but i typically kind of am pretty sensitive to that um this got a six out of ten um so you know it was was pretty good um the integrity was excellent the bite size or you know i was was able to hold it in my hand and everything that was excellent so that's a five out of five um conversation piece you know berries gives you like you know a little bit of a kick so i gave myself a two and uh the uh, I don't typically make stuff with, with cream cheese, but the overall experience I thought actually was quite good, so four out of five. Um, so that gives me an entice score of 25. All right, man. Yes, 25. Well done, sir. Um, yeah, so, but overall, let me just say, I, I, I really actually rather 
enjoyed the experience and felt like even though it was it only had a few ingredients it actually kind of all all worked there was nothing here that i didn't think worked with the other ingredients um which makes me think that i could actually use berries more often which was which is great to think so uh definitely a kind of expanded my repertoire a bit nice so that was um if you the blackberry definitely made it a better version of that sandwich than whatever it would have been without the blackberries Yes, for sure. Uh, absolutely for sure. It added a different element to it. The, the only thing I think that maybe it maybe lacked was maybe some kind of crunch. Mm. Um, so maybe like uh, even like the crunch of like a spinach or something could have added some some kind of texture to it. <laughs> I think and it's you know a good idea. I'll, yeah, well, spinach, I'll tell you, you know, it's uh, it used to be my uh, Your go-to. ingredient. Yeah, my ingredient go-to. That's right. So what about you, man? Um, Your sandwich. Yeah. I used some spinach. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, you know, you, you took something out of my playbook, my spinach playbook. That's right. I also took uh, quite a few things out of the salad bar at my grocery store. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so this uh, ease of assembly, I'm going middle of road three um, because there was a lot in the sandwich, but it also it was just happened to be easy to put together because... I got most of the ingredients all in one place. Got it. And just mixed them together. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, used a wheat pita, cut it in half. Excellent. Um, half a crab cake. Just half one? Okay. Smashed it up in there. Some crab oh. cake smashed. And then it was spinach, some uh, julienned radishes. Wow. A little bit of feta cheese. Wow. A little bit of bacon, crumbled bacon, because why not, right? Because why, right? why not? You're right. Um, a healthy dose of raspberries. Okay. And uh, a little bit of um, pineapple balsamic vinegar from week three. Also, what? the week, the in-person week. That was right. So this is uh, so many uh, connections here today. That's right. It's, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was quite good. I enjoyed it. I would do it again. Uh, okay. Maybe uh, mix it up with some different kind of salad ingredients, but really it was like eating a salad inside a pita. Just with... Uh, it had felt kind of substantial. Oh, there were some croutons crushed up in there, too. Uh, wow. Yeah. You know, so there was a lot going on, so bite to bite it was not uh, super consistent, but... Okay, that's fine. It felt substantial because of the, because of the crab cake. Um, Nutrition-wise... I guess I could have done a lot of things here. Uh, maybe I just confused myself. But I still went four. It was mostly the good ingredients. Okay. So that's where I'm landing. Four. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Taste-wise, I would definitely do it again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was not very good the way that a couple, you know, some of the recent ones were. So I went with a seven on taste. All right. Um, integrity. I used pita bread once before in a past episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. And ended up slicing the pita and, like, putting one half on top of the other half as the sides of the sandwich. Sure. Um, and that's, um, I don't really know where to go with that, Rob, I, in terms of future sandwiches. Uh, this is the first week I actually tried to put the sandwich inside the pita. Okay. So I just had two halves of the pita separately. Each one was its own sandwich. Got it. Makes um, sense. But, you know, those things, they, they kind of come apart and, um... You really have to go light on any liquid type things because uh, it can get bad pretty quickly. And 
the splash of um, balsamic was was very slight, but it might have the sandwich might have done better if it was a little bit more. I was just afraid of doing that because the pita. Sure, that makes sense. So I don't know. Maybe there's like a, a thicker pita out there somewhere. A more like uh, gluteny version of a pita, maybe. Makes sense. I don't know. Anyway, so um, with that and with the bite to bite problem, um, it wasn't exactly falling apart all over the place, but I still went with a two for integrity. So maybe that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, conversation piece also went to, I don't know, it was a salad basically in a, in a pita. Um, and you couldn't really see much about it. But experience-wise, I liked it very much. I gave it a four. It was it was satisfying. Um, so that that landed me at twenty-two. Oh wow! Okay. Unless I've done math um, properly again, which is possible. I, I wonder. Um, so let me ask you about this. Like you asked me, like so, what did the berries add? Or yeah, yeah. The the raspberry really dominated this thing. Otherwise, it really just would have been salad eating salad. I don't know. Fair enough. I, I like raspberries a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like the seed thing that, that happens in those. I know what you mean. Yeah. I had something similar with the blackberry, yeah. right? So, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe even maybe it's a bigger deal with the blackberries. I don't know. Why, why blackberries? Uh, availability. Okay. That's fair. I, I, uh, it just was... Uh, Originally, the idea was maybe some blueberries, uh, but I thought that I could use blackberries in the same way, so or similar way. Though I think that blueberries are probably what uh, more tart. Yeah. yeah so these right. are probably just just sweeter. Yeah. Rather than the tartness, so I think that was slight difference there. But that that was mostly it. Was like, oh, we had blackberries and they were out of blueberries. Great. All right. Um, so would you, would you make this again for yourself? I would. I think I'd just maybe mix up the the salad proportions or ingredients, including the crab cake. Um, I, yeah, I guess so. The crab cake would have to be on hand. Do you, do you do you cook with crab cake a lot, or do you like buy it a lot as an ingredient? So that was different, right? Yeah. No. I um. I don't know. It was just kind of there. I do like them. But yeah, me too. They're kind of weird to just eat by themselves. Yeah, they kind of beg to be paired. And uh, supplemented, complemented rather. Maybe with pears. That's actually not a bad idea. All right. <laughs> it's it's a lot more entertaining for me, I gotta say, to be able to see you during this. But it is. It's more entertaining for me as well. And I will tell you that that since next week we can give a preview, uh, or sorry, next episode, episode twenty, will be uh, our leftovers episode, which means that maybe that idea that I've just tossed out there of, uh, or you've tossed out about the apple or pear, rather, pear, pear and uh, the pear pairing yeah. with uh, uh, crab cakes uh, might, might be something. And, and yep. like you mentioned apple, maybe the apple doesn't fall fall far from the, <coughs> from the recipe. Far from the pear tree, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that was a pun, Rob, because they're both actual trees. Oh. I'm just Are you saying that they say I can't even get credit for a pun there, or you can't get credit for a pun there. I don't know. <laughs> Both of us lose on that one. Yes. Again, the only, the for... only real loser, though, is the, whoever's listening to this. I was going to say, it makes for great radio to, to talk about whether or not the comment you just made was a pun. <laughs> it's, well, it's a pun for us. It truly is. 
So, um, so overall, like it sounds like I got a slightly better score than you this week, but overall, we kind of felt like these are these are solid sandwiches, but not like our bests, and uh, and that we might actually both consider cooking or rather making these again with berries, or sorry, making making these sandwiches with berries. I'm open to it. I actually think that like I think I've done stuff with like craisins before. I think I had a sandwich That's with right. craisins. Yeah, yeah. Um, what was that? Uh, think, was like ground was beef. A, yes, I was gonna say I think it was beef with that. Yeah. And that was inspired by like a very sweet. Um, um, uh, piece of meat. I can't remember what type of meat I was thinking of, but 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 it was it was a meat that was, uh, um, uh, you know, kind of flavored with uh, maybe cranberry sauce or something that was delightful. So um, not turkey, not turkey, lamb. Um, no, 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 no. It was it was, it was definitely a beef. Okay. Um, I just can't figure out the cut or the type, which again makes for good radio. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yes. Uh, shall we uh silicon immortality exactly right so this is a thing that could happen it's a... it, it and it's fascinating yeah. i immediately from the from the beginning of reading this said this is something i'd like to just talk about it just it just immediately made me want to think it out but go ahead well um well there's some big big questions here but one is it's just the nature of death that's exactly right I mean, in a weird way, I was kind of looking forward to being dead. Does that make any Do you sense? Wanna, uh, you might want to unpack that a bit. Well, I like the fact that at some point it's over. Yeah, right. it, 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 well, don't think about how much writing, not to interrupt, but I think, I think the point you're trying to get at is that think about all the writers who say, like, there's some, um, there's something, um, well, for lack of a better term, important about the fact that our lives are finite that like it yeah. actually i mean not only is it a defining feature well it is it is the defining feature of of living beings right it um, makes the berries sweeter yes um you know because again like the world is something of scarcity if actually time weren't scarce then we'd, we'd probably make a lot of different decisions right yeah or maybe we wouldn't even be able to make decisions because we'd be so stymied by the fact that we had some, you know, we could do anything. Just you like racked that. with indecision over so many decisions. Well, yeah, but think about this. I, so I, this, this, immediately, this immediately raises the question. I'm thinking to myself, like, how would you act differently if you knew that you had all the time? Oh, that's that's kind of scary. But that's that's kind of what I mean. Even right, I I like the fact like life is life is really kind of cool. It's nice. I enjoy it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also a real pain in the ass. Like it's it's hard, man. It is. You gotta keep things up all the time. Well, and much harder for many for many people. You know, I mean, this is. Uh, right. I mean, I mean, I mean, life life is a substantially and substantively different thing for some people in the world than us, right? I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean what we think of and experience as life maybe at the biological level is you know shares a lot of features with others but like the day-to-day hour-to-hour even consciousness of this this reminds me of a notion i thought of when i was in haiti like whether or not like even in a given hour i even experience the world the same way someone living in that setting would right like do we do we have the same emotions are we experiencing different reactions to the world um is despair more of a part of their lives than than a part of ours Right. A lot of questions there. I think I put too much out there, but that was just what came to mind. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe I'd feel a little bit differently too. If at this point I was kind of, it was more true that I was living on other people's behalf as well. Sure, agreed. And more responsibilities agreed. Yep. like that. Uh, yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Uh, but I just like I don't know. It's really hard. But part of why it feels easier to just to just do it mm-hmm. uh, is knowing that it's not going to last forever. I don't right, feel I, I don't feel like panicky like I gotta make sure I, I use all the time that I have. It's exactly enough time right. to not feel like that. Uh, right, which is actually yes, I get that. I understand what you're getting at, which is that um, there is a difference between like the the way you would spend your time if you knew you had very little time, versus that you you know you have finite time, but you also know that it isn't likely going to be you know done soon. Right. So you have to think through those things. Right. So like it just. Because some sense, like, because you don't want to have your whole life be stressful, right? And it could be if you were at a place where you actually felt like, you know, any given time, yeah, could be, could be it. So, but yes, but 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 this just back, comes back to the this particular piece, right? Which is like, what would happen if you were offered the opportunity, maybe, to have your brain be replicated in machines, yeah. or rather, it's that your consciousness could live in a. Uh, you know, let's say like in, in a uh, a world of infinite possibilities. Yeah. So, are you asking whether or not either of us would opt, like, make that decision, or are you asking what would we do after making that decision? I'd like to know a little bit of both. Well, let's do the second one then first. Okay. Because I would, well, would definitely call it the color the first one. I think that's right. Um, I have no idea what you'd do. Do you, do you interact with people? Yes, yeah, that's the thing that this that this piece didn't necessarily specify and spell out, right? Yeah. It was like you exist in there, and it sounds like you continue to make decisions and live on in there, but that that's different. And in some sense, like the the scariest notions of of the afterlife are actually something not that dissimilar from what this person is offering as a possibility for this world. Hmm. Well, I mean, this we're. We still have the option of, of using the, the physical world for something like this, right? Yep, for sure. You could yep. make a you could make a machine that had a mm-hmm. uh, a brain capacity. That's right. That was that was enough, or at least you know we're we're dealing in in theory here. So if you assume that you solved that problem, exactly, a small enough computer or whatever to fit inside a head. Although I guess uh, maybe you don't really need too much. With the internal organs and stuff, so you could have your your brain be in more places, but that's kind of besides the point. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I'm not even quite sure what it means to have your consciousness just be, just continue to exist. Uh, well, but maybe I mean, maybe we could be exactly the same. Maybe it just it's just we replace the bodies, and it's an artificial body. And you can still okay. go about go about your business, but the whole body is like an is artificial. Is yeah. is is, yeah, and your brain I mean, is like downloadable. See, so yeah, you could even outlive your artificial body. Right, right. Just keep keep upgrading. Right, except that, like, who does that? Like, who's responsible for making sure that you? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Plenty of people. Yeah, could be, maybe. But, but that would really change a lot, right? I mean... Uh, yeah. We would run out of space pretty quickly, I feel like. 
Right, which is the re- well, we would if we decided that they had to be physical manifestations. If we just had to be like a a slot on like a server somewhere, then that that would be that would actually save a lot of space eventually, right? Because it wasn't like you with your consciousness could replicate. Uh, why not? It, it, it would change the notion of what offspring are, right? But you would actually would, I mean, I mean, let's, yeah, let's be strange. Well, I know, but let me just say this. I mean, we now in the world have to have to, for lack of a better term, have a place for those who pass. So yeah. like, I mean, they're, they're in a, they're underneath the world, but they are still, you know, taking up space within the world. Yeah, but yeah, that's, that's a, to the extent that that's a problem, that problem would, re- would remain, right? Remains would still be remains. Unless we did crazy things like preserve the consciousness but not the, the body. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where we're, we're heading here. Because, like, think of, but think about if, if, if it literally was just like, if, if, then think about if, if, your, if your brain was inside, or your consciousness existed in a, uh, let's call it a, yeah, like a computerized world, right? Like, transportation would be different. Um, you could even have the notion of, like, like, teleportation would be something that would make sense, right? You presumably could have your consciousness exist in multiple places at once, maybe, or at least, like, in another place in the next second or something? Yeah. Well, if you can, I think, chances are if we master teleportation, we'd be able to duplicate people as well. That's true, too. I don't know, man. Um, there's there's a lot of this that, that uh, kind of confuses me, I guess. Uh, but, but, but but let's unpack it, then. Well, um... Maybe uh, follow a question that the that the author of this essay poses. Yes. Uh, even after we manage to copy brains electronically, right? There would still may potentially be another problem of making them in such a way that they can still change. Because if mm-hmm. they can't change, then they can't do anything. They can't learn anything new can't form mm. any new memories mm. then how are you a person uh, you know a lot right, of, a lot of you... what we do we're, we're 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 making up the answers as we go every every sentence is different right it's um, a you know right no it's a good point but there's is there anything are you saying that 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 in this hypothetical world it would be a static thing or you couldn't have well, it be no, dynamic? Uh, he he's saying it would have to be dynamic right so maybe i think that's just an explanation for why it might be a little further off than we think. Right. Where it's not, it's, we have to know much more about how the brain works in order to do this, in order to make people immortal through this process. Because, right. Because we can't simply just copy a brain. We can't just map the brain and have it. Because if you don't right. know how it works, then you don't know how you need to make it able to change. Right. It's like, uh, how do I, it's like the analogy you've used about cars, which is that like they need all those components. That's right. But you just don't enough. know. It, but it's just enough for something, right? So like we're not at the place where we feel like we have that type of mapping 
to know that like this leads to this and if you don't have this feature the whole thing will fall apart yeah interesting but we don't but you know the analogy ends in the fact that we obviously know how cards work but just that you know that that's how that's how that that's how i think about the brain right there must be some sort of parsimonious explanation of its connections its interdependencies yeah and there's there's um there is a part of it that is definitely biological and has to be right sure um you know this guy writes oh they could, they would think and feel the same way well i mean aren't things like hormones involved in emotions you know isn't there a um yep, a chemical I I don't know. Not, it's not even true that all of that stuff is actually produced in the brain. Some of it's not. Uh, that also true. Do do you, right? And and I think it's fair to assume that we would act differently if we did not have that hormonal system connected to our brain, right? Yeah. Because then you'd be like something akin to just being like what people call pure consciousness. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Let's say you were designing this brain. And it was right. important that you do a good job. That's right. But you're still guessing how it needed to be done. Yep, sure. Would you incorporate, like, a failure rate? Like, oh, you mean, like, the, the fa- yeah. I know. I, I, I follow the notion. I follow what you're saying. Like, like some, of our, some of our memories die. Like, some of the connections don't right, stay like connected. You, yeah, you, you forget stuff. Right, and we've talked about this a lot, right? About what what forgetting means means uh, how it impacts what it means to be human, right? Um, to to possess things, correct? Well, I mean, I think that prioritizing things, categorizing things, um, plucking out the things that are the most important. A big part of that skill is being able to put the rest of the, the crap off the level. It's not necessarily like we're raising things up. Correct. Here are the important things. We're going to move them up to the next tier. It's more right. like, a, here are the important things. We're going to actually leave them here. We're just going to get rid of all this other stuff. Right. I hear you. So it's a little like that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you'd have the option, if theoretically, you'd have the option if you were making a, an artificial brain Mm -hmm. of making it so that all of those connections stayed connections that that a person could after they made this transition the the transition everything stays yeah they never forget anything so is that would you build in forgetfulness the ability to forget well this makes me feel like did you ever see the movie Lucy I did yeah does this not make you think a little bit about that? Like, what would happen if you had more brain capacity of whatever that actually means? I know it was kind of like a, a pseudo-scientific thing, but I mean... But my point is only here, right? So, what would it... How would you feel if you actually didn't lose any of your old memories? Yeah, well... Like, what would it mean if you could literally recall anything that you had experienced before that you had committed to memory at yeah. some point? I mean, that's... That's just weird, right? It, it would it would take some time getting used to. I think. 
Right, and then you'd just be a different person. That's what I'm saying. And that's why... That's the... That's we, the right. We, I mean, the, the premise is that, you, that it would be you. You. But no, I think that, like, inevitably... So maybe you're saying the failure rate is what would make sure that it feels like we are living on. But then think about, yeah, like... It would have to be the right failures, too. Well, I mean, no, but it depends on, like, whether or not the failure in humans is any... Is it all systematic or just relatively random? I think it's mostly systematic. Because, like, practice the practice and, like, you know, remembering things and, like, yeah, if you don't keep, like... Yeah, maybe it's different person to person, but right. it's got to be fairly consistent, you know, uh, for each individual. Because otherwise, how would we interpret information at all? You mean, you mean any of us individually, how would we interpret it if we felt that we were wired differently? Well, like, I can, I can ask you a question... About, you know, 10 years ago, so-and-so yep. on, on such a day, yep. maybe you remember we went to a Red Sox game or something. Sure. Like, did you, um, did you push a guy down the stairs? And you're going to say, no, I did not push a guy down the stairs. Not because you remember not pushing a guy down the stairs, because you couldn't, exactly. but because you're, you're, you feel 100%, with 100% confidence... If you did do that, you would definitely remember it. I think that's... I think you're getting at something. Okay. Do you want to keep going with that? Well, if there... If the... If your memory failures were random... Yep. You would never have that confidence. But how do you know? You don't know your memory failures are random. I feel like... Sometimes it's like, why did I remember that? And other times it's like, why why do I forget that? Sometimes we can figure that stuff out. I guess... I guess there's no way for us to know for sure that we would remember if you had pushed a guy Correct. down the stairs. Sure, sure, sure. And so there's no way to do it like a cross check because there's no way to um, isolate kind of everything on that level. And yet I feel like life is like a constant um, affirmation that we have that fine. It's not... That we have I mean, that one, it, that that we're doing that correctly or that we correct. have a, we have the correct handle on it. So it's, I think, infrequent where something of that importance, somebody tells you that you did it and you're like, I don't remember that, but you have the picture proof of it. Damn. I guess I did. Right. I don't think that happens much. So I, I guess... I think that, that we'd be reminded of things like that more frequently if... We actually did forget them. I don't know. I feel like we've got a pretty good handle on how our own memory works. I think, I think so. that's right. Because I, th- I feel like I my memory is not that strong, and I can be I re- I now think it's reliable that I don't feel like I remember things like yeah. others. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or I think the biggest example of a type of situation where one person's memory one person doesn't remember and the other person does. Yes. Is when something had more significance to, to the one person than to the other. Sure, that and makes okay. Like, a, you think of all these examples of when people like ignore something unintentionally. Sure. Or, um, like disrespect someone by not acknowledging them or something Correct. like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's that that comes up. I, I think, I think I hear that. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the person who was slighted. It was a big deal to them. They remember it. 
the person who did the sliding, the whole point is that they weren't aware of what they were doing. Sure. Like, the slight was the lack of awareness. Um, but if I you were that. if you were consciously ignoring someone, mm-hmm. maybe you would remember. I, I think that's right. I think that's right. Just that so, it's more likely. I don't know. So. I don't know. I feel like we got a pretty good handle on how our own memory works. Not that it's foolproof. But usually mm-hmm. it's a matter of, you know, like, I'm su- I guess I'm kind of surprised that, that I didn't remember that. Or you remember some aspects of it, but not all of them. Sure. I, I feel like I'm very rarely shocked that I completely forgot something. Sure. And I'm also rarely, rarely shocked that I only partially remembered some stuff. Mm. Right? I mean, we now have evolved over our 30 or more years or have grown into or an understanding of the fact that um, we will like our our memories are are, uh, you know will fade right that like we we will not have a crystal clear picture the way that we had for this experience this experience now that we know that like some of the pixels will be taken away if I can think of that analogy right yeah right Right. Like yeah, we, at some we get, point, we, you start remembering, remembering something rather than the exactly, thing itself. Exactly right. Right. So um, it goes through filter after filter. Right. So the question is, like, at what point? Okay, just bring it back to the reading. Then, like, at what point in your then evolution or your life, your, your you know the evolution right. of your own brain, do you decide that now is the time I'd like to lock? I'd like to like lock it in. This is the one that like, you know, like like how do you choose that? Because you don't, you don't want it to be like right before you pass, to be blunt, right? You want it to be at a time where you feel like, um, you know, it, it, it just raises some very weird moral questions, right? Like a real, like ethical. No, I think it's think it's a think it, no, I think it's ethical. Um, right? Like, what do we? What do you do? And, and when do you make that decision? Yeah. If this if this technology were possible. Um. And would there be a movement of people who decided that this was not for them and they were like purists or whatever you'd call them, you know, and you'd be like, they decided to avoid um, and, and or, or not make this decision, right? Like choose, choose to opt out of this new technology that would allow you to experience the world in in this way and, and, and to a sense they have, have no end, you know, um, or, or ostensibly have no end. I think there are actually some interesting questions about whether or not we can actually create anything that is um, electronic or mechanical that wouldn't have some sort of expiration date. So I think that I think that raises even even more interesting questions. Um, yeah, I mean, if we could imprint a, a human, I think we would probably imprint a machine. What, what do you mean by imprint? Like if if we could download a person's brain into a machine. Yep. I think we could probably take take it out of a machine and put it into another machine. I think that's right, but you still need a machine or a person or something to do that. Yeah. Transfer, right? Yeah. But like any of the our our world now of computing, I know that like more and more of it's moving into the cloud, but the cloud is really just based on a lot of physical objects that we just connect to from a distance, right? So it's not like the internet 
right now, for example, exists in a way where like there's no physical object that the internet is going through. Like it, there are tons of physical objects that the internet is going through that we are experiencing and finding. Yeah, it's just that um, we don't need to be tethered. All of them don't need to be tethered directly together by wires and fiber optics, right? Like there are there are now ways to communicate over waves, like radio, so, like radio. Um, so I'm just saying that, like, if more of technology and communication becomes the 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 tether, like the the non tethered stuff, right? Like just waves through air, then presumably that stuff could go on for forever or whatever, right? Uh, but you still need a transmitter, which is a physical object. You'd still need some sort of server or some sort of uh, of you know object that had that had memory itself that you accessed and went into. But like all that stuff has like literally expires. I mean, it actually just, it just can't go on forever. I mean, it's, it's can't just it, all... Can it just be replaced though? Um, I mean, are you, it, are you like, are we talking about the solar system ending no, or what? No, no, no. I'm talking about like, I, I get um, that any, any, any stop along the way yep. would itself be like finite. Yes. But if, but if we can make this one first, this yeah, first one week. first yeah. transition. Yep. Then I think you got to assume that you could make other ones too. I, 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 I'm sure that's the case, but I'm saying that it. Uh, okay, then th- here's the question that it raises. So you make that transition. Do you choose then, as a consciousness, to make the second transition at some point? Yeah, why not? Or, or, or do you? Or do, or okay? Or do you need to have a no, mechanical I, yeah, or other no, entity right. do that for you? No, it's. Uh, I mean, you. You would probably need help, just like we we do with a lot of a lot of things. Yep. But I I think the theory goes that it's still you. So if you're if you were capable of making the first decision, then you should. Yep. You should still be capable of making more. But the decision you would make is to is to move your consciousness to another or have computer someone do system. it. Yeah. Have or someone have someone do it. Do it. Right. Yeah. But I'm saying like that. You always need to rely on support and helpers who are also finite. So there could be some point where this is going to break down, right? Like, like you really want to make this decision, but you come to a place where you can't m- make the second transition. Oh, like, this, like, begs to be a sci-fi movie. I um, guess. But, I mean, if you if you had all the equipment, maybe you could do it yourself. Just like, you know, we don't... We, we're able to live... Yep. ...on our own. Mm-hmm. Other people, but still on our own. But we have not been given wholesale replacement bodies yet yeah like i like even though all of our being and and the stuff that we are are really just all new cells than when we were born right um you know it's 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 different but it's still kind of like fundamentally the um you, you could trace the line back all the way to the beginning of like your first for your gestation you know what i mean like Okay. This cell came from that cell, came from that cell, came from that cell, right? Yeah. But here, if you made this weird transition to another entity, like, it's just not clear to me what the, I don't know, the continuity is or something. I, I just yeah, it just raises a lot of interesting questions. It'd be different. And and we can't um, even if you were, even if the technology existed. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the way that this guy specifies it, uh, the things mm-hmm. that are necessary, in, in, including 
learning how the moving parts move so that right. it can continue to change mm-hmm. um, so you can still be a person that can do things and make new memories and all that stuff. Right. Um, uh, assuming all those things, um, mm-hmm. you might be very similar. The world might be the same to you as it was before you made the transition, like right after. Right. You know, you live to be, your body goes 70 years, and then you right. make the transition. Now you're, it's year 71. Yep. Um, that should be pretty similar to year 70, in terms of prioritizing memories. Yep, yep, the yep. things yep, that yep. are going on, all that stuff. I get that. But then there's, yeah, I mean, now when you're going on a thousand years old. Yep. We're not, like, what, there's no... There's no model to compare that to. Right. Like, how, right. Do you, how do you figure out which things you're going to remember and forget when you're a thousand years old? Like, what what is it supposed to be? Do yeah, you I, just, I, do you start just, like, retaining all the best stuff, all the greatest hits, including from the first 70 years? Right. Do, does the, the threshold for what you remember and how important it was, does that just continue to rise? Because I don't feel like that really changes a whole lot for us. Well, don't forget, like, it's, well, I mean, it depends on how much capacity, like, how much memory space you get to occupy well, as a new being. Well, that's true, but so then it's either going to be, the threshold for what's important is going to change. Yep. Or, okay. or, the volume of what we retain is going to change. Either way, that's just a totally different thing than what a human brain is now. No doubt. So, so like you essentially would be that it could be the same forever. It's just that doesn't make no, sense. I agree with that. It, it isn't, and essentially, it's like so. I think I think I think this pokes a hole in this particular, or at least like you know the the thought experiment that this author brings up, right? Which is that like it actually won't be you. Eventually, I buy Eventually. I buy that. Like I I can see how year seventy one or whatever. I can yep. see how that would that feel could like you. be similar. Right. But eventually, I mean, if a thousand years doesn't do it, I mean, really, if it's possible in the first place, then it would be possible to go a hundred thousand years. Right. What the hell are you doing then? Mm-hmm. Do we get better at things? Do we get smarter at things? Am I a better chess player at, you know, two thousand years old than I was at one thousand years old? Well, it, it brings in the unfortunate analogy to, like, the Matrix, which is that, like, why couldn't you then, if you were just a consciousness, just download upload you know integrate the the circuitry of what it means to you know play chess incredibly well i mean so what is it that what makes us us then other than having different memories i mean isn't it true that you take you know all yeah. the people that you know and you put them in the same circumstances and maybe they make different decisions right they do different things at the very least they say different things Mm-hmm. Um, what what drives that? What makes that what makes that something? Because if we can just get better at everything, right? Uh, you know, if someone throws you an insult. If if you get a catalog of all the best comeback lines in the history of you know English, yep. And there was one that was just killer. Yep. As a response to that one line. what happens I mean do you just parrot it out in which case you're not really a person anymore that's right do you do you opt to go with something that you like 
more than this thing, you know? I don't know, man. It's a, Me either. It's a, this is not, it's not a question. This can't be a question of just extending life this way. Mm-hmm. Life would be different. It would be a yep. different thing. It would, it would be an afterlife. So, um, if everything starts to change and people stop being who they are eventually and the people you know who do it also start drifting in different different directions or become less and less like people. Exactly right. I mean, it's opting different. to not do this is becoming more attractive. I would agree with that because it's like, it's like, which is like the, the, the enemy you know is better than the enemy you don't know or something. Or I guess. Uh, but then what if, what if, you know, someone you know... Let's say the Once brain you, is yeah. meant to go yeah. 70 years or something. Like, right. it can function that way. Right. It's mm-hmm. still human. And, you know, someone's got, like, a, a terminal in, illness and they're 40 years old. And they, yep. could, they could do this. It's like, well, I don't know. My, my reasoning for why it would eventually have to become different wouldn't necessarily apply. Mm-hmm. At least for the first 30 years. Sure. I don't know. Um, well, it also, yeah. There's so much here. Like, would 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 computer circuitry have a back to your notion of a failure rate less of a failure rate than our physical circuitry? Um. So, like, would those would those thirty years be slightly different because you actually had a stronger set of wiring? literally like it just like it was just more robust it just didn't didn't you know didn't uh fail as often was thicker yeah um well let's yeah. say um let's say there's someone you know who did this who really just wasn't that smart kind of dumb yeah do you do they have to stay that way can you make them smarter is it, is it like, like thinking speed? Is that the thing? Yeah, would it be that you faster? could actually you could actually enhance people this way, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, you and you? I you and I can see each other right now. We're talking. Uh, That's right. You know, the electrons can move pretty pretty quickly. That's right. This is all within within a head shaped computer. That's right. You know, we can have it moving pretty fast. Yeah. Food, food, this is uh, literally food for thought here, these, these, this guess. essay. Do, I mean, do you like thinking about this, or does it bother you? Um, it, it doesn't bother me. It, what it makes me think of is... Um, there's something very appealing about thinking about the... Uh, the f- the future of technology and what it could mean for humanity because then it starts to make you ask questions about what the boundary of humanity is. Sure. So I think I think there's something very uh, helpful as a as a cognitive device that I find interesting. You know about this notion of like what would it mean if your brain could live on in computers? Like then it makes me really ask these very interesting questions about like what makes a brain and yeah. what um, is the brain really reduced to those things of like literally like wiring and nerves and ions and communications and stuff that that really could just be replicated with other wiring that we build 
Um, I, I find that type of question very interesting because I think it helps me think about and maybe even provide analogies for my own body. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, Do you not enjoy thinking about these things? I think it's kind of annoying thinking that I might have to make this decision someday. <laughs> yeah. This is not going to be easy no matter what. It won't be. And, it, and it, it's unclear whether or not culturally there'll be a uh, a trend towards people doing this or a trend towards people not wanting to do this or whether or not we'll find some resolution and like, are you going to be the odd man out or are you going to be the, you know... Will we have like a survival instinct after the transition? Like the the, the gland that produces adrenaline, is that going to be a well, thing? Will we have like fight or flight responses? Well, my, my, my assumption is that, just like you have raised a few times now, we probably don't know what to expect after we make the transition. Even though even people will tell us that we do, and we will actually have... Yeah, we'll, we'll, they'll be able to tell yeah. us that certain things work, but they're not right. going to be able to tell us what it's like. So it will be a risk. It will be dangerous. I guess. and then, But then at some level, there's no downside if you're about to die. I mean, Yes, ex- if, except if, that it's if, not if like, there's... A... It's not like the organic material is turning into the... Yep, The right. computerized version, yep. Yep. which... which kind of means that it's not even like you'd have to cut your life short by a minute to do this. That's right. You could you could just do it a minute before you were going to die. And sure, then, sure. And then you'd exist two of you then for a minute. That's fine, right? I get that. Um, well, that's weird. It is weird. Um, well, it's like the prestige. Like being yourself and... Well, it's like so, it, never yeah. knowing whether or not you'd be the one in the box. Oh, right, right, right. Um, well, my fear, just to bring some some of the, you know, some other scary side of this, flip the coin, like, like, people might tell you that it would be safe, but maybe it's not safe, and you might just have the most horrific experience after the transition. Yeah. Like, like back to Lucy, right? Like her initial experience of having an enhanced brain capacity was like a, almost like absolute anxiety, like, and like, and, and like an inability to, to refocus because there was so much input that she was able to process that her brain was no longer filtering anymore. Like, I just imagine that to be an absolutely, um, uh, it's just scary of an experience you probably eventually get used to it as you would. Yeah, um, and then she was definitely just like a different person. Without a doubt. She didn't act the same. That right. whole thing, though, this whole... Um, maybe I should actually read about this. Mm-hmm. I never, never for a second have I considered as mm-hmm. truth this thing of, oh, we only use whatever percent of our brains. Oh, I agree. Yeah, and right, If we could right, ever right. figure out how to use more of it. That, to right. me, that's total... There's, like, zero chance that that's true, as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Uh, the fact that it... How could that be anything but false? If we're... Unless we're totally wrong about, say, evolution. How could, right. you, how could you possibly evolve uh, a brain, like, five it, times more capable than what you actually use? It doesn't make right. any then, sense. Like, yeah, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you just access the additional capacity immediately? It, it, wouldn't, help, it wouldn't help us survive if we weren't able to use it. Sure. It would never be selected for. Um, un- un- unless, like, some of our organs you can do without some of their capacity. 
So it's like they evolve and they exist and they're inside your body, but you don't need them all the time. But then we use them sometimes. That's true. Yep. So we're already using them sometimes. I think that I think that we maybe just don't understand what everything in there does. I think that's probably a I think for it sure probably term. is being used. I think that that sometimes Yep. Like think about like a newspaper, front page of a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much space in that page that's not being used. There's so much space in that in that page that doesn't have any ink on it. Without a doubt. And yet there's only so much ink you could put on that page before it stopped being a newspaper. Without a doubt as well. Like yep. the that the things that aren't things on that page matter. Help the other things be things. Well said. I think that's <laughs> No, 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 no. I mean, okay, maybe not well said, but I get the drift. <laughs> I get the gist. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. So maybe it's white space, but I don't. I've never. I've never. I've never brooked the idea that it's unnecessary, and so the idea of like maybe, well, here, maybe it's not being used, mm-hmm. but maybe it's important that it not be used. So well, let me. Don't, let, even if okay. there were a way to use more of it, it would mean right. something was malfunctioning because we need the white space. Yes, well, let me give you this. So how about, how about thinking of the white space as being the space that filters out the stuff so we can actually process the world? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. You know, you know it's, like, it's like you probably could take in, <clears throat> well, literally infinitely more stimuli and try to interpret that, but, but it just, it, it literally would not make sense. But if you have white space that processes and filters out, um not useful information yeah then that allows you to have useful information being at your disposal right i i think there's something to that i do um i think because uh, we we need an echo chamber for the things to stop right right that's i mean i mean you i mean think about you almost this this makes sense because our eyes take in a lot right and but there has to be some limiting factor right so, it, it, maybe limiting factor is not at the front of our eye, but at the, where our eye meets the brain, and that there's a. See that, I mean the part. Well, where I'm where I'm struggling is, I yes. think we do have a pretty good idea of where certain things happen in the brain. Sure. Like all this yep. language stuff, all the, the executive functioning stuff. That's right. Motor control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the. the the, the part of the base of the skull that, that helps us keep breathing. Yes. Um, we've, I think, identified a ton of things and put them in different areas. Without a doubt. And, you know, this legend of the unused portions of the brain or something, it's like, ah, oh, here's the unmapped territory. Well, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe it's not, so maybe it's not this echo chamber thing, maybe it's not, because, like, the, the tasks that we've pointed to that we're yep. performing... There are they are being performed in that area. Sure. Um, but there's this other space. And so what's happening with the other space? I think it's possible that we just we do more than we think we do. Uh, there, yep. There are I things that. that 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 aren't outward. They're not speaking, they're not seeing, they have nothing to maybe or very little to do with how we interact with the world. Yes. Uh, maybe it's just that we're actually doing a lot more than we think we're doing. Sure. And we are using that. 
space. We just haven't put any labels on it because we don't realize we're doing it. Ah. Right, you're actually not conscious of that part of your consciousness. Yeah, and we've we've had a... um, Thus far, we've failed to be, like, creative enough, imaginative imaginative enough to to think of more things that maybe we've been doing all along. Well said. And figuring out how those work. Yep. That's, I mean... Yes. I mean, mean, I'll tell you, I mean... What, what it makes me think of is that we know so little about sleep and why we sleep. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, good call. Like it's an it, it's it's a our brain is doing something. We kind of experience it, but maybe we just don't have the imaginativity or haven't come up with the idea yet to like. Yeah. Put put a label on it to conceptualize it. Maybe is the word. Yeah. Or. Yeah, I mean, maybe there are things that are not necessary the way that we think of necessity, and yet, yep. exactly, and yet they make a difference That's to right. whether or not we survive, or used to make a difference to whether or not we survive, and therefore sure. have a role to play. And on some level, some level, if it was selected for, then you have to mm-hmm. you have to call it necessary. Yep, I guess. Otherwise, it doesn't mean anything. All right, one more one more topic for you. Okay, go uh, for it. Because we left we left one thing open. The remember when we decided the prestige there? Yes. Not knowing which one's in the box. Yeah, that's right. So let's say that you had the ability to choose to make to copy yourself. So this is not this is not like oh you're about to go Rob. I'm sorry. Yep. You know, you've got three days to live. This is not right. something like that. Mm-hmm. This is, as far as you know, you've got the whole rest of your life. You've got a long yep. life ahead of you. Sure. But you have the option of using this technology that we've talked about. Yes. That you might have used at the end of your life. And you have the option of using it now. So now sure. you like, there'd just be another Rob. Yep. I don't know what you guys would do together or not. That's mm-hmm. none of my business. And plus, it's a G-rated podcast. That's but, right. Um, what would that be like? What would the decision be like? And what do you think living with it would be like? Keep in well, mind, keep in mind mm-hmm. that the copy would have all of your memories up to the point that they were. That's what I was going to say. Up to the, the copy. Yes, yes. So they would think that they're you. That that yes. dude would think he's you. That's right. Know he's the copy because he's electronic, and you're not. Okay, so the question is, what would that be like? Yeah, and would you do it? Well, let me first say that I'll push back and say I think that this podcast is probably not G-rated anyway. But uh, (laughs) I I, I might. When I I cited it, I'm pretty sure I that was a joke that made it not G-rated, but just by itself. Good, because I feel like we're at least up in the PG uh, areas somewhere. Yeah. Um, Well, we had the foul talk episode. Oh, that's right. Exactly. So. But back to your point about how this would feel. You know, on the one hand, there there is something immensely satisfying, like we've discussed in other episodes, about having the topic of conversation be yourself. Yeah. 
So if you literally could talk to yourself about yourself, it, it's almost narcissistic, in a, 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 but also on the other side of that, very satisfying, presumably. Yeah, like, like uh, the masturbation version of conversation. I leave that to you. And uh, <laughs> um, you've just definitely made this not a G-rated episode. Um, <laughs> I could always just cut that out. And then, yes. and then we could refer to whatever I just said as if it wasn't there. <laughs> um, the uh, I lost train of thought. Although, the, although uh, yeah, so yeah. It, it would be entertaining for that reason, I, and, I, yes. and I believe yes. you. Although right. that person would only, at the moment that they that this dude Rob Number Two uh, yep. began to exist, yes. the only insight that Rob Number Two would have about Rob Number One is, is your, is insight that Rob Number One has. Yes, like it's just the same. You'd be the same person. Yes, but over but over time, you get some payoffs, right? Well, over time, round number one and round number two wouldn't would be robbed. split off. Yeah. They'd be, yeah, you right. know, they'd have their own experiences and grow in different That's ways. That's right. That's right. So, so I don't know, but I, I the the thing is, the person I'm talking to right now in this scenario, yes, you're round number one right now. Yep. But round number one and round number two would remember this conversation as if it had been their conversation. Without a doubt. Yep. At least that make, that that makes sense, I should say, yeah. Yeah. And yet and yet mm-hmm. you know that one of you would remain in your body and the other one would not. Right. So is there really a way for you to be the Rob number two? Would Rob number two really be you? Mm. At the moment that Rob number two woke up. Yep. Is it really true that there's a way for that to be you? Mm-hmm. Um. Like you wake up and you're like, oh man, I'm lucky. I'm the one that ended up in the body. Right. Well, almost. So I hear you on that. Um, I think that you may be right in your logic that only in that instant you are actually both the same person, and then you instantly are not. So, what, I, what I'm getting at, I think, mm-hmm. is if I could, if I could transfer, if I could make this transition, do like this electronic transition. Yep. I think the decision of whether to do it would have to be a decision of whether or not to give the world more versions of myself. Hmm. Because I... I'm always going to die. Like, whoever whoever I yep. am in this body, I'm still going right. to die. That's right, that's right. It's not going to be continuous. Where I, ha- right. I take my last... I take my last breath and then download. It's not like that. There's going to be... There's going to be a moment beforehand... Where you've done you make yourself. the transition, or where yep. something goes active. Yep. And so, if the electronic version is not going to remember dying, then there's someone, and it's probably the two of us talking right now, right. that will experience death, knowing that whoever we are when we experience death will not survive death. That's right. So. I mean, maybe this is just metaphysics, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know that we can make ourselves immortal. I think we can just make immortal versions of ourselves. I think that you've nailed it. Okay. Because I think that's... No, but I mean, that's exactly what I think the author was getting at, right? Which is that it was a replication of you, not you. Yeah. I'm sorry. Replication of you, but not you making the transition, in fact. In fact, I think maybe even the notion we were describing is actually not the right metaphor or not the right uh, conceptualization, right? Yeah. Because in some sense, it's not you making the transition. It's just that your conscious gets to live on further. But just like you... Unlike the Prestige movie, you know you're not going to be the man in the box. Yeah. Wait. No, you don't. It, you don't know. You you might be the man in the box, but how do you yeah. make the? How do you how do you jump? How do you know? I mean, you don't. you don't. I mean, it's at some point there become two of you, and you don't know which one of you you'll be. I know, but you won't be the other one unless there's well, some. But the other one will have been you. That's right, but my my brain will be replicated in another place. Right. That, and then when, I, that, I have, when that I, replication goes live, yes, the replication will think it's you. Everything That's will right. have been you up to that point. That's it's right. Like, oh, now I'm a computer. That's what it would seem like. Yeah, but... So that could that. be you. I mean, because there is a version of you... In there. Yeah. You, yeah. If it were you, if this happened to you, you would remember yeah. this conversation... And you'd be like, That's oh, right. yes. That's right. It was me. That's right, but not the first me. The first me would, would actually derive no benefit from that relationship, for, for no benefit from that transition. Right. Right, but you both think you're, you're you. That's right. So a person that thought they were me would continue to be me, but the real me that started would still end. Well, who's to say what's real at this point, Rob? I think it. I think it. Um, now we're now we're just lost in, in layers and semantics. And I know, but I but I'll tell you, I, I I give props to this notion as being a very um, fertile ground for discussion. I mean, we've, we 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 you could talk about this yeah. ad infinitum. And yet, in the prestige, even though we yep. went through with it, mm-hmm. it was still only terrifying. I think exactly right only ever terrifying right I, I will say that that I'm, I'm glad we chose this reading and I think it made for a very fruitful episode well it was already a fruitful episode exactly so this is our uh, this was uh, fruit at the beginning and fruit at the bottom yes just like that yogurt yes and with that profound thought, um, we'll be back next time. It will be a leftovers episode, so there is no common ingredient. And there also is no reading. It'll That's be, right. Uh, Rob and I will pluck something out of our collective cognitive toolkit, an old favorite to talk about. And uh, we'll try um, remaking some of the sandwiches from the last uh, nine episodes as well. That's right, Maybe though. Even they... each other's. Yeah, they won't be the same sandwich we made before, but they'll be a different version of that sandwich that maybe had its past as the sandwich. Yeah. Hopefully improved. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be as if we had replicated the sandwich and had it live on in another way. That's right. That's right. And Thanks, we'll just be, we'll be left wondering what the sandwich thinks about it. So, sandwich Til man. Till then. Til then. <laughs>